When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Uh, or no, how would you say that with a London accent? I don't know. Welcome back to Fright School. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Hello, Ashley. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yay! Uh, We're back. Yay! So we are, yes, we are back today. We have Ashley with us again because she was on our Fright School field trip, road trip to Midsummer Scream. Yes, the retreat. Yes, yes. and uh, we watched uh, An American Werewolf in London, which we Our will... youth retreat, our Fright School youth retreat. Yeah, it was oh so gosh, much fun. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? There was tons of... Um, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> we explored our there sexuality. We're a, little, we're a little delusional at this point. <laughs> yes. This is going to um, be a fun episode. Yeah, it was exactly like Sleepaway Camp. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even the shocking ending. You haven't watched it yet, huh, Andre? No. no. <laughs> yeah, the shocking ending, definitely. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll we'll do a, a little uh, dive into An American War in London in the second part. Uh, but first, we'll just catch up a little bit. How are we all doing? You know what I've had stuck in my head for the last two weeks? What? <laughs> Qu'est-ce que c'est? Joyful, joyful, So we got to the hotel in Long Beach on Friday and they're just kind of settling in. Josh was unpacking literally uh, his entire luggage. Because, it away. you know, for a two-day <laughs> okay. fucking trip, let's just put it all in the drawers <laughs> and get it out on hangers. Yes. I'm like, great. you know, we're not, we're like, we're literally going to be in here to sleep yeah. the next two sleeps. Doesn't matter. It makes me feel good. That yeah. is just it's how I am. Lessons yeah. using Jeffrey and I both. Whenever we travel, we you have to unpack, and so, I don't want wrinkles. <laughs> we, <laughs> Joe and I park it on the couch in the little like suite Watch living room, and <laughs> try to put on some telly. And mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you find Sister Act. Oh yes, I was like, oh Sister Act's on, yes, and then decides to do a shadow cast of the entire <laughs> movie. Yes, which the- yeah, it, yeah, which you thank you. Singing, I was like, I was living along. my best influencer fantasy because I was like, Ashley, can you videotape me doing? This. Yes. Like, let me just let me just do all the parts, you mm-hmm. know, Mat Terra, Mata Inter, Marata. Yes. He, he just kept going. Oh God. I do love we want to do that instead? Let's not let's not talk at all about Let's the talk movie. about Sister Act. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just uh perform Sister Act. So opening credits sequence. Hail girls. Go. We love Hail a good Mary. Nun. What's up? Some nuns <laughs> dancing, right? I love nuns. Sister Act is I mean, growing up Catholic and then going to like a Catholic preschool mm-hmm. where there were actual like, you know, these were Dominican nuns in the full habit and then like just nuns in general i just love i love my one of my favorite musicals is nun sense um, i did not know that existed yes it's a it's a nun <laughs> nun musical nonsense i yes. love nuns as well um one was the mother of freddy krueger <laughs> oh yes <laughs> he was the son he was the son of a, a thousand maniacs 
Isn't that a band? Yes. Natalie Merchant is uh, a, a father of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> you didn't know that? Yeah. She was the worst. Yes. And one of the Natalie um, Merchant was in 10,000 Maniacs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how she got her start. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, she was just on Tonight Show the other day doing These Are Days. You don't remember that song? These are the days. Yes. I, we I remember. Do you think that's what she said right before she raped a nun? Right. Exactly. Mm. That's exactly what she said. Um, she's horrible. These are the days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in one of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies that you have yet to see, uh, you get the backstory on Amanda Kruger, who's the poor nun. She took care of all the mentally insane people, and she gets trapped with the the men in... Thousand maniacs. Yeah. In the, uh, in the asylum, and they rape her, and then she... Oh, that's tough she, to has turn. The, she has she has the Freddy Krueger. But anyway, so uh, gotcha. joyful, joyful. <laughs> yes, from, from Sister Act to Freddy Krueger. Um, yes, yeah, we love it. Well, that's what we do. We can we can make anything about horror. Yeah, actually. that's the title of this. And Joe episode, will always find a way Sister to, to reference right. Sister Act and then sing it the entire song. Yeah, and exactly. then the next day when we're getting ready, what is he pumping? La 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 la. Yeah. And then we had to hear it for the whole rest of the weekend. Yeah, all And then the Brian songs. got there and he was all about it. Yeah, like yeah, he, he was, was the only one indulging you in this sister act. It's like, is anybody encouraging this? Brian's like, yes, joyful, joyful. <laughs> Check the rhyme. Joyful, joyful, the re- Oh, don't my be- God. <laughs> Are you done with G-O-D? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. No, because he doesn't exist. Moving on. Joe, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. I like, I walk such a fine line between you guys. <laughs> You're like, let me be horror. I'm devil's advocate. Yeah. Well, sure. okay. But here's the truth. Here's the true tea. If Sister Act 2 is on, mm. I do stop and watch it. I can't tea. help it. I don't know what it is, but I do enjoy like a mean Whoopi Goldberg with those nails. <laughs> and it's Because yeah. it's like, what's that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, Dangerous Minds? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like that with singing nuns. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to shape this class of criminals up. We're going to become a, a choir. We're going to do it. Do it. Do it. And it's just, you know, it's feel good. <laughs> and that's the tea. Listen, yeah. listen, Joshua. That's the real If you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, exactly. you then gotta, you better wake up and pay attention. Pay attention. Mm. That's right. Mm, you. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could sing. right now. I would like to uh, burst into what's that song? Sparrow is the sparrow. His eyes on the sparrow. His eyes on the his eyes. Why <laughs> on the sparrow? Oh my god! <laughs> Kill me. Uh, anyway, so that was our weekend. <laughs> yeah, so that was the weekend. It was tempered. <laughs> you know, there's tons of horror, and then sister and then when we get back to the, you know, I need to find a way to escape all of that. So, you know. Cleansing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nuns. What is it? Dominican. <laughs> oh, really? Are turning this episode into a strike? Ashley, Ashley, both Ashley, banana, fan up, both Ashley, five. Anyways, so yeah, exactly. That wraps it back to the horror. See, asylum. Nuns are terrifying. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anybody watch anything this week that was fun? There's so much out right now. I want to go see that new scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, shoot. Before I freaking forget, I'm so terrible. I was on another podcast, uh, scary stories to pod in the dark. You can find it on SoundCloud. Wow. We, yeah. Oh, I guessed it. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, 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 what? oh. Uh, <laughs> what's happening? Uh, so we talked for like an hour and a half and I guess the audio was 
damaged or something. So it's not very, it's like 12 minutes. So it's kind of sad because uh, we oh. had a really good conversation. But I would still go check it out because it is a cool podcast. So what they do is they read the stories from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark collections. And then they talk about, you know, like the folklore around it, the mythology, you know, horror, all of that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, and for so many of us that grew up like, you know, in the 80s and 90s, like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is a huge influence. I am familiar with some of them. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, my like uh, my elementary school teachers, I feel like during Halloween would play like the audiobooks of it as just like a treat for us. So that's how I was first exposed to it. And I thought they were freaking terrifying. Yeah, well the artwork was so creepy. Yeah, and, and I mean the audiobooks are really really yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then our teachers would always like know where like the jump scares were so they'd like turn off all the lights and like start playing it and then they'd like scare somebody at like just the perfect moment. <laughs> I wonder who read them. <coughs> I don't know. Uh we have to look, look that up. That'd yeah. be really cool. So that's with Joey, um, another Joe. That's what we were talking. I was like, this is oh! so funny, right? Exactly. Oh, oh you're being replaced, girl. Yeah. Podcast with another with Joe. Another Joe. Oh, but our Without friend Joey. You. And so I hope to go on the show again because we did have a really cool conversation. And it's you know it's too. We have we've had those episodes that we've like worked hard on and did some really cool conversation. And then they just. Um, speaking of, are we recording right now? <laughs> we are. Okay, good. We are recording. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Thank <See>. you, Ashley. <laughs> she's not even paid, and but she's Joshua, like on it. I swear to God, if you do another podcast with another Joe, <laughs> swear to God, swear to God, Ooh, uh, you're gonna see fighting. me on television, like uh, raising money with another podcast, <laughs> and you're gonna be like. Anyways, swear to God, <laughs> I will stick you in the Margaret White chokey. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> That's a reward, not as, a punishment. As long as that creepy like ass this. Jesus is in there with the glowing eyes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I did want to mention that because it was really a fun experience. I really enjoy going on, on, on their show. On another and, show. Yes, exactly. It was way more fun than this. Um, I'm Joshua jumping, has been doing I'm abandoning shows. this and I'm going to join that instead. Uh, but no, it's very cool. And you can listen. The Jersey Ghouls have been on there. Um, you know, some of our other people that we love. Have That's been all right there. for them. <laughs> Hey, I'm I will so not be ignored, Dan. First of all, who two years in a row finagled their own ticket to the Queer Fear panel at Comic Con without me? Oh, that's true. So that's true. I don't want to hear about it. T. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, I only have one ticket. I guess the one that doesn't know fuck all about horror should go. Oh. That was a really Oh, wow. Did you just come for me? Did you just come for Spirit Airlines? Spirit Airlines, I am your final destination. Destination, bitch. <laughs> Ashley, what's going on? Um, anyways, uh, no, he knows that I don't want to deal with all those crowds. But I mean, you know, I was like, yeah, you want to? I could. Right. Say, I was surrounded by children today. Your worst nightmare. Uh, the crowds. Yeah. Your worst nightmare. Anyways, uh, except at the horror con, because again, children are perfectly acceptable at Halloween, and those kids were adorable in their costumes. There were so many so adorable little mm. babies in their costumes. The adorable. Pikachu, the Pikachu. Oh, yes, you so can see her on our Instagram. It's like, oh. oh my god, you're so cute. Can we take a picture? And she immediately knew like what pose to do. Yeah, and we're like, she oh yeah, you it. are a little ham, and yes. I'm here for it. Yes, yes, she was adorbs. Uh, and there was a lot of there great was like costumes. a baby or like a little boy uh, pinhead, like full out. In a pinhead costume. That's awesome. like three foot tall. Was the yeah, best. and uh, Butterball. There was like two of them. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they uh -huh. was adorable. Doing, they were like, doing photo shoots. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. 
They're oh. great. So next time, we have to do that more too. We have to get more photos. Um, anyways, my point was the new Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie is out and I want to go see it soon. Yeah, I really want to go see it. I just shared on my Facebook today. They, were, they did like a making of... Um, all of the character looks, yeah. all of it is uh, like practical effects and special effects makeup. Oh, awesome. Um, so they did like full on body suits for all the characters. Um, and like they're all performers. So like the, oh, I'm totally blanking on like the something man where he like walks, but like uh, hunched over backwards and his oh, like face the jangly, is up, the jing- jingly, jingly man or something yeah. like that. Um, he, he like walks backwards and his face is upside down. So they like did like a whole prosthetic for it. And, <sighs> Cool. Oh, so yeah, check out the thing I shared on my Facebook, but you guys want to share it to, um, the yes, we yeah, will. I was like, Definitely. I'm living for this. Cause I, I, I've talked about this before on the show that I love the special effects makeup yeah, and prosthetics and just like body painting and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's so awesome. That's going to be mm-hmm. very important today when talking about American werewolf in London. Yes. Um, what about you, Joe? See any movies lately? No, no, <laughs> you <laughs> haven't had time. You've been doing so much this. content. Yes, so much content. So much content to consume. I don't think I've watched anything either since. Mm. I've just been kind of playing catch up with work since the con. Yeah, exactly. Catch up with work. Um, Doing the stuff that fuels the horror hustle. True, true. We do have some movies that we've been offered to screen, so that'll be fun. So we we will be seeing movies very yeah, shortly. We'll be talking more about <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, yeah, I was trying to think. Gosh, it has been because we did the con. Yeah, I haven't really. We didn't really watch much. I didn't haven't been doing any horror stuff. And I had a really like crappy week at work over the last. And I've just been coming home. Like, can I just watch something funny? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to watch anything scary. So I've been like binging weird things I, I got into a kick of watching like the Lucy show <laughs> oh I love that I grew up with that I bought yeah. my mom like the box set of uh, I love Lucy yeah I was I watched a little bit of that a little bit of Here Comes Lucy and then like the Lucy show mm. they, they, I wanted to find the Joan Crawford one that you know because she did a guest appearance on like in the sixth season of that show mm. like 1968 and like I guess Lucille Ball and Joan Crawford like didn't like each other because yeah. they both heard what horrible drunks each other were and were Ugh. afraid to work yeah. with each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, that's at least what I read. Uh, so Lucy was very worried because, you know, she did, I, I guess Joan did show up drunk and like didn't really know the script. Ooh. It was the whole thing. And, you know, so, so I wanted to rewatch it because I remember it being like fun to watch, but there was all this drama, you know, behind it. So good times like uh, whatever happened to baby jane which we will do eventually um you know with feud did you i can't remember you watched feud yeah with you yes that's right <laughs> we uh, watch so much together we do we do it's lovely See? so much i did uh start watching pose because of you guys yes oh, good and you season enjoyed the first season yeah I, I need to watch season two now but yeah you got me yeah. it's a really Yay. good show good good yeah. Yay. it is they do a good job with it totally. Just the story they're telling yeah uh, all righty. Well, I don't know if there's not much else. I guess we can uh, take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, talk about an American Werewolf in London. All right. <laughs> That's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it? Huh? Same set as Castle. 
<laughs> what? Is that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Ben has at his disposal. <laughs> that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper. Nope, she's just one horny toad. <laughs> Justin Lung just screamed that he's a fucking walrus for so long. He keeps yelling cuckoo-cachoo and shit. It's weird. <laughs> Join me and Matt as we discuss some of the worst of horror every week on the Horror Movie Night Podcast. Listen at HMNPodcast.com. All right, welcome back. So, so excited to do, uh, we are continuing our uh, werewolf section in our uh, our uh, ongoing uh, 101 here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was fun at uh dur- you know asking people about trivia like are you remedial? Are you 101? Are you honors? <laughs> are you honors? Are you AP? Mm-hmm. Pop quiz. Uh so uh today we're talking about 1981's an American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, movie written and directed by John Landis uh who also did Michael Jackson's Thriller video yes. which was inspired Michael Jackson saw this movie and was like, "Oh my gosh, need you know, that guy. Got to do it. Got to mm-hmm. do it." Uh, yeah, so ex- thank you for that. That was Michael Jackson doing that. Another yeah. character from Joe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, it's like the ghost. It's the ghost of Michael Jackson. Uh, so Universal Pictures did uh, released it. Uh, the same year, I didn't know this, is The Howling, which is cool because mm. I want to do The Howling as well mm. uh, coming up here soon. Um, yeah, so Joe... Uh, well, first, real quick. So the story, it's about two backpackers um, from New York, and they are visiting the moors in Yorkshire, mm-hmm. and they get attacked by you know, some kind of creature. What could it be uh, on the full moon? Yes. In a creepy town. Yes. Very creepy. In creepy town. Creepy <clears throat> town. Creepy town. And uh, one of them does not survive, but the other one does. Only now he's a uh, fearful of the, He's been the full moon. infected with mm-hmm. lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. La, the lycanthropy. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was very... You know why? Because they did not stay on the road. Mm. Right. <coughs> they, they didn't listen. They didn't stay on the road. They just stay on the road. Yeah. It would have yeah. been fine. I don't They're know. Like, no, let's why go. did they just decide to walk off of it? Trudging across the moors. It's gross and, and it's lots rainy. of dirt and rain. Exactly. Ugh, the whole thing. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so Joe... What did you think? That was great. I thought yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to one, like, you do, like, that kind of, like, slumber party. We watch a scary yeah. movie at night. All in bed. All in bed and warm. Um, or cold. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> I was maybe. freezing. Um, and I was drunk. <laughs> I was yes. that, too. We were all in our natural states. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> I was neutral. <laughs> Ashley was freezing. <laughs> Joshua was drunk. <laughs> I was like, "Let's have a few drinks and watch America Werewolf in London on your laptop." But it was yeah. really nice, actually. It really turned out like well, yes, it was I know. effective. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we tried to plug it into the television, and that didn't work. So whatever. But American Werewolf in London, uh, really fun. Um, I thought it was like. Uh, an interesting take on i feel like it's a uh, i feel like there's a lot of uh it's a it's a very forgiving type of um uh type of genre the or a type of subgenre in horror the werewolf genre where mm. it's like you know there's they they can twist and turn all these different uh things in the mythos and how they're created and what mm-hmm. happens after people die so mm-hmm. um i thought the uh like the spirit like wandering the earth unless he dies 
when Leslie yeah, that severs cool. the bloodline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, like it was overall, I thought it was really great. And then, you know, just the most awesome and gratuitous transformation scene ever. Right. So yeah, before we dive into yeah. that, so you're talking, so we've got, um, what was his name? Uh, Griffin Dunn as Jack Goodman. Mm-hmm. That's his friend. So he gets mauled and dies and yeah, shows up as sort of an apparition or like a wraith. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how he like rots throughout. Like every time he shows up, yeah. he's a little bit more. That first scene though, I'm, I mean, I'm going to go back to the special effects. Or, uh, makeup <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, he did such a good job there um, in the, fir- the first time that he shows up. I, I was just captivated by how they did the makeup there. Yeah, yeah. And then just get mm. getting progressively more decayed. More zombie-ish. Which you yeah. can mm-hmm. totally also see the influence that that had in Thriller as well. Right. Like going forward. With the sunken eyes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get both sides. You get like the werewolf character and like the zombie character in mm-hmm. Michael Jackson and Thriller. Um, so Griffin Dunn is the nephew of Joan Didion. Just throw that out there. Who's that? Like Steph. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was good. But more importantly than that, he starred in Who's That Girl with Madonna in 1987. Nice. So like even way more important. You know who Madonna is, Joe? Uh, yeah, I know you're right. young and you guys are starting uh, to forget your bitch, elders. She's loca. <laughs> oh she, yeah. she hangs out in Medellin. She hangs out in Medellin. Mm-hmm. She took a pill and had a dream that took her back to her 17th okay. year. Stop. She's going to sue us now, you know. <laughs> Um, oh no copyright <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> edit uh, that out Steven yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Steven <laughs> um, anyways <laughs> so yeah so this is the first uh, of the this is the third werewolf movie we watch and this is the first one that had like a whole like the typical thing of like the full moon and like the transformation you get bit yeah yeah, yeah and you get bit and you know sort of like those those things that have become very typical in werewolf mythology mm-hmm. um, so thoughts on that Joe <laughs> again it was is it every movie we've watched so far it's different yeah it's mm-hmm. different the mythology um, I think Ginger Snaps had also a uh, a moon thing, right? Was there also a moon in that one? I don't no, remember. remember they yeah. they were like slowly changing permanently or something. Yeah, into, yeah, they were actually going to be like the wolf. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's I think that's really interesting. Where um, Ginger Snaps, the commentary is that you know they're turning into a wolf. Once they turn into the darkest thing that they can imagine, they'll always be that forever and ever. Mm. Whereas, like with um, Wolfman and with mm-hmm. Wimmer and Werewolf in London, um, they are afraid of like they're carrying the secret, you yeah. know. <clears throat> the, this, curse. the curse the mm-hmm. curse the curse is inside of them mm-hmm. to carry the secret so yeah i think that was um an interesting play on that and it's nice to see that th- with this particular monster and the take on the monster is so different each time yeah you know you have the same similar conventions but so different takes hmm. so i thought that was really cool yeah that's a good um Excellent point, Joe. Yeah, I think that. <clears throat> excuse me, I keep getting this little frog in my throat. I'm loving it. Um, Sorry. The like the town that knows of the the beast and everything, mm-hmm. and knows how to keep them themselves protected, themselves safe with like the um, star, and you don't go outside on the full moon. You don't definitely if you have to go outside, you don't stray from the road. Yeah, the whole the whole stuff. town is there, and that yeah. the, like the outsiders there, well, they're like 
well, they're not part of, you know, our community. So that's fine. Like, let them go. Um, cause they're, they don't belong here anyway. Um, and then they, the woman, like the bartender or whatever is like, you know, has some sympathy for them. She's like, yeah. no, they're still humans. Like we need to protect them too. So then all the, all the men go out and try to save them. Yeah, yeah they do. They show up just seconds too late as, yes. as, as roving mobs of townspeople tend it's to interesting, do. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. I was reading, um, so there's this, uh, what is this? Juicy.com, J-E-W-C-Y, Juicy.com. Uh, okay. Arts and culture. What's I'm so, listening. What's so Jewish about werewolves is the article here. So this mm. is going to mm. be our, our outside source for the day. So obviously we talked about in The Wolfman, you know, Hitler's obsession with wolves. Right. Yes. And so it's interesting that in this uh, movie, uh, so the Jewish werewolf, emerges from the shadows in The Wolfman and An American Werewolf in London, two films in conversation about the possibility of Jewish existence in Europe during and then after the dehumanizing effect of the Holocaust. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, so that's, and then, what's the other? Uh, Along lurks An American Werewolf in London, intent on flipping The Wolfman on its head, but in the end only fulfilling the pre-war prophecy mm. as two spry American Jews implied but never explicitly outed. Uh, the nurse makes a comment. About circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. return to Europe and swiftly find themselves attacked and facing certain doom. The Holocaust clings like a sickly pall, polluting pop culture because the Holocaust was the monster under the bed. And if you hit enough, you might silence it forever. Mm. So movies like an American werewolf in London invented a way around the societal gag order. And they did it by embracing the truth of the Holocaust as a horror show without a happy ending. When pig faced Nazis storm werewolf bitten David Kessler's house in the film, it's post Holocaust Lock as shock therapy. Oh yeah, that when like, David, weird fever yeah. dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When David is goaded by his old friend into suicide, it's a punchline of Jewish guilt. When Wolf Jeez. David is gunned down on a busy street in London, it's a reversion to the open dehumanization of the Wolfman, inescapably othered. Whoa, heavy. So that's a reading for wow. you. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I makes I, sense though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's in all the there. context. Yeah, it's in the context of, of the movie. Plus, when you think about like, you know, they keep. I mean, it's not a star of David on but the it's wall, a star. but yeah, it's still like kind of making those. Star. You know, that sort of um, the visual like cue of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know exactly because I think that um, uh, let's see, uh, Landis wrote this. He when he was eighteen. Uh, in 1969 and then like shelved it for many, many years. Uh, he said, no one would make this fucking movie. <laughs> he said in 2012 before noting that by 1981, the tide had not just changed with his career, but with movies featuring lycanthropes. Hmm. Uh, there hadn't been a werewolf movie in years. When I finally got the opportunity to make it, <laughs> there was the howling Wolfen, teen wolf, full moon. High. Yeah. There were like five werewolf movies. So All it was a zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, you know, I wonder if he had like, was that really purposeful? Cause I mean, really to have like the Nazi werewolf, like that, the fever dream, like you just called it, like, you know, that's very strong, powerful imagery of, yeah. you know, of that, like the invasion, othering. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the violence and everything. I was just trying to see if there was any kind of comment in that mm-hmm. dream. Aren't they like, um, trying to take his like family members too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It back Cause at he home? like, yeah, he's back at home with his, with his parents and yeah. I think his little sister. So there's, you know, there's that 
explicit comment, mm-hmm. but um, again, it's it, again, it, it still kind of relates because the the idea is that the wolf is the monster and it's in within him. So here is now him having distance right from mm-hmm. the monster in the form of these Nazi wolves that are coming to like take everything from him, mm-hmm. literally his his family, but also, you know, on a larger scale, his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and his normalcy, all of that's gone, chucked out of the window, and has to deal with this new normal. So, you know, it still tracks. That's the thing. Is that like with I'm slowly seeing with these werewolf with these werewolf movies, it's literally about or most of the time it's about these uh, people who are just like having to deal with a new reality. Right. And and it's not uh it's not reversible. But yeah. it's all about this new reality. And how do you like, you know, coexist with the people that you love now that you are different? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you have been so irrevocably othered. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. from them. So even knowing like, you know, to kind of go into a little bit more of the film, even knowing that this has happened, that this is a thing that's happening, dreading the next full moon. He still pursues a relationship with that nurse mm-hmm. who, you know, yeah. let's let's get that malpractice insurance. Am I right? <laughs> I know. Right. Um, pursuing a relationship with this nurse and um, and then like, you know, all of a sudden thinking like, OK, well, maybe things aren't that bad because I have this love, this woman who loves me. And mm-hmm. then, no, and then getting to the transformation and then realizing like, ah, mm, it's not quite over. <laughs> yeah, the, um, so yeah, let's talk about the transformation scene because it is, I mean, even today, still really cool. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, I'm, yeah, I was curious because, you know, we've seen a lot of like digital things and, you know, the CGI and all of like transformation. But I was curious what you, what was like going through your head when you, cause you had, had you ever seen that? Cause it's such like an no. iconic thing in film, even beyond horror. So, you know, for special effects. I so. mean, uh, uh, f- um, a little bit of clips from I Love the 80s, that mm-hmm. uh, recap show from VH1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's always that same shot where they show yeah, his hands. Yeah, it's stretching. the shot with the hands and <laughs> yeah. then, you know, a little, you know, a carefully placed emoji where his ass is and all that stuff. But right. yeah, I'd yeah, never yeah. seen it in its entirety, in its context. Yeah. Um, again, gratuitous, but also like riveting. And he's just doing such a good job of um, conveying how, how, potentially painful that transportation would be right um the only other like that as your far anatomy is changing <laughs> exactly like you're yeah. literally like you know you're literally changing i think it's like you ever get a growing pain in the middle of the night that times a hundred mm. <laughs> yeah yeah and i actually really like that when they you know because you know there's other things like um like true blood it's like they get that weird waiver around them like the air you know, and then they just change, you know, yeah. there isn't like a, yeah. you know, a, a, <clears throat> an extreme transformation. Or I think of in like Hemlock Grove, mm-hmm. um, they're like the skin, he like pulls the skin off and then eats it, you know, and Ooh, then he's just yeah. a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, you There's know, but like a decent like, one in Vampire Diaries too, a couple seasons in where he has to go through it and you can like hear the bones breaking and that he's doing some, he had to do some like uh, combat training and stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah. I've not I've not seen that transformation. It'd be fun to watch though, because mm-hmm. I do I I really enjoy when it seems more like, yeah, it's not magical or like you know you just phase into it. It's like this full. I mean, you're there with him, like of yeah. how horrible this experience is. Um, you know, as everything stretches and the hair sprouts out, and you know all of that was done by Rick Baker, who I do believe won an Academy Award. 
uh, for it. Where'd that go? I had a, I had the, had the list here. My favorite transformation. The first Oscar for makeup artistry. Sorry. Uh, my Very first cool. transformation is um, Van Helsing mm-hmm. in the movie Van Helsing, where mm-hmm. when the werewolves mm-hmm. a- appear in Van Helsing, um, they're literally like they burst out of the skin. So similar what you were saying about Hemlock Grove, but like, you know, these are like bipedal werewolves and they're like literally tearing their skin apart and then it's like on, it goes away and then like, you know, evaporates and then eventually they become, Uh, but like, I like the idea of that where it's just like, you're peeling off this veneer. Yeah. Human skin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Your human skin. Like it's, that's like barely, it can barely contain them and Mm -hmm. they just burst out of it. And the, the pain that must feel of like bursting through the internal change, but then also bursting through skin. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I really like this kind of thing, you know, where like the skin stretches and changes and like the claws come out and like, every, you know, there's this, this using what's there. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, do, yeah. I do have to say that, yeah, the werewolf transformation like that, where this, where they rip the skin off, I think is very cool. Um, and that, that comes up in another movie that I want to watch with you later, um, Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have something similar, which is just way, way cool. Um, and that sort of idea that, yeah, we're, you know, um, it's like a reverse on the, well, maybe not, like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, where um, Little Red Riding Hood, where she, he's... Uh, like dressed up as grandma. He's dressed up thing. as grandma, but it's like obvious that it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he eats red, but then, you know, gets uh, opened yeah. up and she's... You know, fine. Yeah, I, what uh, like uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, that kind of idea too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, and that sort of, you know, I like that kind of play with with uh, with werewolf stuff. So, what else to unpack in this movie? Obviously, you know, um, it's fun. It's a comedy. You know, it is meant to be funny. Uh, it's also a product of its time. <laughs> it's <laughs> super um, meta. Like again, this is one of those where. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I have like a context with Wolfman yeah, to like yeah, yeah, completely yeah. under to like yeah. get more texture and understand. It definitely uh, feels like a remake, in a way. In a way, know? yeah. Well, I mean, also because they're taking it in. I, I think they're kind of playing with that a little bit too because he's an American they guy. They even say re- they reference the Wolfman yeah. in yeah. the beginning. It's yeah. Spe- yeah, but I think I, yeah, exactly. Like they're referencing the Wolfman, mm-hmm. and then like when he's talking to her later, talking about Wolfman mm-hmm. and the pentagram and all that, but. Um, it's interesting because it's like if we want to go there we can say that you know Wolfman was like in vague Europe right so in this like part American part British European place and then in this uh, in this uh, film he is um, he is American Jewish American Mm -hmm. but you know American nonetheless and then in this like very uniquely British place Mm -hmm. and our European British place and then kind of seeing how it's a more clear delineation of where the countries are (laughs) and and the cultures and the ethnic stuff that goes on with that that's good yeah um, there is there is kind of a a little bit of a remark here on another um, movie metaphors and monsters why Jews love American werewolf in London and even though, yeah, it's not explicit, explicit, their Jewishness, it's definitely referenced. It's, an, it's yeah. yeah, and obviously with the Nazi, you know, werewolves and things like that, it's there. And so for John Landis, he had based, um, you know, it seems, uh, you know, that he had based these characters on he, himself and his best friend. And there's a, 
a long tradition in Hollywood of like Jewish self erasure, you know, mm-hmm. changing your last name, you know, covering up, you know, your Jewishness. So you have a movie with identifiable Jews just being Jews, <laughs> you know, just being people. Like, do, you know, there's not, there's not, you know what I mean? They're just among other folks doing whatever they're doing, you know, and that was kind of sort of a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not to have that erasure. You know, but kind of like what we're looking for in queer culture. Like, I, I would love to have yeah. gay movies where people just or not gay movies where people just happen to be gay and there's no story about it. Right. You know, in that sense, like it's it, not like it could be their identity. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like now they have to have a gay story. You know, somebody has to have AIDS or somebody has gay to fight with, with their parents. Over, gay with a capital G. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, they don't need to fucking light a menorah and you know dance the Havanagila to like, you know, be like this. These movie has Jew. Jewish story yeah, in it, yeah. you know. Ra- what? Rather, they're just a couple of guys who happen to, you know, be Jewish. Yeah. So, you know, and, in a, in yeah. a, you know, in a, I, in a country where mm-hmm. that has been problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as someone who is not a Jew, right? Someone who's not Jewish, uh, I feel like one of the things that come up a lot in um, in media representations of Jewish culture um, is the idea of like, you know, the, these are people who are survivors. Like, you know, they did mm. what they needed to do. They survived the Cossacks and the, the yeah. Cossacks and the Soviets and Hitler and all of this stuff. And eventually to, you know, make sure. So there's ways for them to make sure they're not, um, to make sure that they're, uh, their people are safe, but that's the the story is that they're kind of uh, the the kind of mythology about that. So then you have like in this instant, like two, you know, very obviously very privileged because you know they're just deigning to go on a month long trip to yeah. uh, around yeah. what however they get there, mm-hmm. um, and they're just like go off the beaten path, and you know they're s- dancing in the rain, being carefree, and then the moments that inconsiderate Americans exactly inconsiderate <laughs> and and a, uni- and a specific like American characterization not necessarily a jewish one mm-hmm. but american characterization mm-hmm. but what's so un kind of characteristically culturally jewish and i really hope this isn't problematic in me saying this is the idea that like they are not careful like they are completely you know open and free and living in that americanness that they are identifying as right. whereas the rest of the world mm-hmm. and even the circumstances of the film are seeing are uh, reading and coding their jewishness and clocking their jewishness right yeah so there's the those, i think that's great a great read those yeah. two things at play where it's yeah. like we we you know the two the two men are american whereas like the rest of the like no you're jewish mm. you know so yeah i that's a great uh great analysis yeah i think that's and again why it kind of is still relevant today i mean it was we just recently had you know people killed you know american backpackers or whatever just wandering wherever the hell they want to go you know in that sort of american way and they get killed or you have the guy in korea Mm -hmm. who you know um you know what i'm talking about where he got like Mm-hmm. He was arrested and given hard labor and all of that because it's like you can't just go anywhere you want and act however you want. Yeah, you know. But Americans, we have a real sense of entitlement. I think sometimes, Absolutely. especially in other parts of the world, like there's a reason that that's a stereotype. It's yeah. not, right. you know. And uh, it's 
Yeah, and it's like, earned. <laughs> well, I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because you can extent. take it. You can take it a, another step further. So if we yeah. if we follow this this reading of you know two men who are you know Jewish Americans acting as American as possible in these settings, and they're trying to almost escape quote quote unquote escape the like Jewishness of their identity. It's yeah. the werewolf and the bite that brings them back, yeah. like ends up consuming them. And even though they can't get rid of it, it's the thing that defines them that everyone sees and is right. trying to right. you know it's good attack and yeah kill yeah um have you ever been to london no not yet ashley you have though yes so question for you as so we're talking about this in a context of like american travelers right mm-hmm. and going to different places as someone who has traveled um extensively mm-hmm. uh, at least between the two me and joshua uh, extensively throughout europe yeah how do you feel that how do how do you um, negotiate those uh, those perceptions, yeah. Um, as well as like maybe your own um, whether whether or not you have them, your own inclinations to be like American with a capital <laughs> M. Yeah, it's, it's a, funny. I was gonna a, capital, capital A. a yes, it's, <laughs> American, American, American. It's um, American with a capital M. <laughs> it's funny when I so I've only been traveling for about four years um, now, and my before my first trip, one of my coworkers was like. Um, oh, before you like, you should make sure that you always have something that's like a Canadian flag on you, like a little pin of the leaf or something so that you're clocked, so to say, as not necessarily because you have you have a little bit of an you'll have an American accent straight out the gate. But people will be like, oh, they're, she's probably Canadian. She's fine. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh, so to not be seen to locals as an American straight away. Um, to be seen as a Canadian is a little bit better in the rest of the world, or at least in the, the parts that I've been in. That's interesting. Um, absolutely. And then like, just kind of, I mean, <laughs> so I have this weird empath thing where I pick up people's accents really easily and start mimicking them, like mirroring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so a lot of times people don't really know where I'm from because I start to just kind of talk a little bit different. Not that I'm like trying to mask who I am or anything. It's just, I don't come across as... You're like, picking it up, yeah. Yeah. I try to immerse myself in the culture that I'm in and not just be like sticking out like a sore thumb tourist. I don't like to do the tourist stuff either when I'm traveling. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Some of your pictures from your trips, it's like, wow, this looks like she's having a real, like an authentic experience. Yeah. That's not like a manufactured one for visitors. Right. I don't, I, I mean, I don't like, like when I went to Rome, we had to do like all the museums and, the Vatican city and all that kind of stuff. I was like, that's not, I'd rather go to a pub and like, you know, watch football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's um, just that expectation that that's what people want to see. You know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of respect for all that stuff, especially in the historical reference and everything like that for them. But I don't, I don't like them specifically because they're kind of tourist traps um, to me. So I, I like to distance myself from other tourists as much as possible. Um, but a lot of people, yeah, they do. They're just like, I can't really tell where you're from. You don't, and you don't seem like an American. Um, yeah. High praise. Yeah. Thank we got, you. We got that a lot when we, when we were in Sweden. Mm-hmm. I think, I think once we started like talking, engaging and then being like, we're from California, you know, cause then at first it was America and then it was like, Oh, but California. Cool. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But like Jeffrey's it's so tall, be- yeah. and, you know, and plus, you know, when like Sweden, like 
I mean, we just fit right in. Just it's almost better to be from California than it is to be from right. America. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I when get, people would ask that us, idea. we would start off like, oh, we're from the U.S. Oh, we're from California. Oh, we're in California, San Diego. Ooh, I've heard of that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Same. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. live here where you yeah, are. <laughs> exactly. But I'm the same. Like, I really want it. Like, you know, we had so much fun in Sweden because we... I mean, we were there for a concert, so that was kind of the whole thing. But, you know, we just wandered or walked around the street and fell into a karaoke bar and had, like, a blast with, like, local folks. That <laughs> way it was just a lot of fun. But it wasn't yeah. any – it wasn't a place to see. It wasn't, wouldn't be on any lists of, you know, anything. It was just sort of an accidental thing. And that's really how I like to explore, you know. I – regardless of, like, you know, like, historical record or, like, art, like, I don't care to spend time in a church anyways. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, if I went to Rome, like, I see, like, va- the Vatican is representing a lot of horrific colonialism mm-hmm. and oppressiveness. And, you know, regardless of the beautiful art that is there, I do find it hard to, like, engage, to you know? There, and even yeah. here in the U.S., like, yes, there's some beautiful churches, but I just, they represent a lot of horrible things to me. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to, like, I don't know if I want to All of do the California that. missions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. just, you know, yeah, I, I crave the kind of the same thing. It's like I, I wish that, you know, there were ways to, <laughs> but that's the thing. If, if, if you could get, like, a, you know, a fast track into, like, the local culture, that would quickly become the thing to do and then you know yeah. then yeah. it's no longer you know, like, it's no longer it's traveling. no longer authentic it becomes you know it, where it's like i felt like i had a really cool experience you know without like you know we hit up the abba museum and we hit up like you know the ship and you know there were things that we did that were definitely touristy but like yeah. the best part of the trip was just like that just, just let's go to a out. bar yeah let's just go to a fucking bar and hang out and see what happens and mm-hmm. it was a blast so, so i love that so ashley would you have stayed on the path would you have stayed on the road um yeah would you have done i'm gonna heed the locals advice okay they know better than i do yeah only because you can't guarantee that you'd become a werewolf you might get mauled to death and then you'll be like some kind of creepy ass ghost rotting and haunting i mean it it would be kind of cool just to be in all that uh prosthetics and makeup and stuff right to actually rot i don't know you're the werewolf, Joe. Oh, am I the werewolf in this yeah. situation? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Ashley's convinced you to go off then. the off the off the beat. I think path. we both were, but <laughs> yes, right. Um, both characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a good question, Joe. Good like question. It. Yeah, I was like, shout well, out to I, my I, friends in London. I miss you guys. I was gonna say, like, we only have. I think we have. You know, so often do we rarely have people who are like have been to the location where this movie's taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the tube station hasn't changed, right? Oh yeah. So when they were there <laughs> actually oh, yeah. get back into the city, literally like the tubes look the same um, with the posters and every, like, even like the tiles and the walls and stuff are li- literally the same Wow, um, for them. This awesome. movie is, what do we say? It's 81. 80s, yeah. Yeah. It's a time capsule. It's 38 mm-hmm. years old. Ugh, Lord. That's that's pretty cool though, because yeah. I mean that gave you a whole other perception of the film, right? You know, like that because it's like you've been there. You mm-hmm. know? That whole scene is actually really well done with the guy running from the wolf and you know in the the tube. You yeah, know? that was cool. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, everything in the theater with uh, the other the movie theater, the movie yeah. theater with all the other people he's killed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what movie did he yeah. go in and see? I can't remember. Um, I feel like it had some sort of importance. Or was symbolism. it the Wolfman? No, it was something else. Uh. Um, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah but uh, <laughs> it's been a whole week. Since <laughs> we watched it. But the th- all, the other thing too with that is that also that's a complete like 
a completely referenced in the thriller music video. Oh, no, it was an adult movie theater. So it was oh, a, it was a okay. pornographic oh, it was, it was film porno. that I believe Landis also shot. It's a porn. It's a film within a film. Uh, yes, he shot the porn film within the film. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember now. <laughs> porno. <laughs> X-rated. Just, just say that. That There's word I think is so strange to say. Porno. Porno. You know, pornography, yeah. right? Yeah. There was also yeah. that really like kind of drawn out sex scene between the nurse and the guy. Oh, you mean where they're basically like like awkwardly devouring each other? Mm-hmm. Like at the um, nah, um, nah, nah. Um, <laughs> I'm just awkward like, makeouts. I, I, what did I say to you, Ashley? I, we were when we were. <laughs> I was gonna say, what did I say to you, Ashley, when we were laying in bed uh, <laughs> watching this film? Uh, was it like, have you ever like you know gotten in the shower with your loved one and then like just, just wanted to bite their shoulder, just like ju- gently gnaw on their shoulder, mm-hmm. in, like, and that's the most like sensual thing that you can think that's of. A very big erogenous zone. I don't know if you guys knew this. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> the shoulder. I was, I was hmm, intrigued. Mm, no. Are lick, you in? Lick are my you, clavicle. Are you, lick it. <laughs> are, you in, are you into shoulder play, Joshua? I am now. I mean, if Ashley <laughs> says it's re- hot, I'm going with it. You know. No, I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever um, bit my shoulder like that. <laughs> no. I think that's the rule in the horror film. If the if the hot girl says it's hot, it's hot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell them never to leave marks every time. I'm just like, no marks. I say See, no I marks. I bruise really easily, so. <laughs> I say don't leave any marks or don't leave any marks. Don't leave marks where like I won't have like things covered. Mm. But then again, like I rarely take off my shirt. So like you can definitely see like the white part. Like I am, I am brown. And then there's a certain point where like, you know, that border ends and then it's white, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like Guatemala. And then a certain point it's, you know, Pocatello, Idaho. So it's, that's my body. So they know exactly where to bite you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle. The right in the middle blog. of Town Square. That's town that's your Square. autobiography <laughs> from Guam to Pocatello. Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello, Idaho. That's a place you reference a lot. I do. Where does that come from? It comes from <laughs> This is I'm so, I'm being such a fan right now. This is so gay. <laughs> Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Pocatello, Idaho is um it's from uh, this movie called Latter Days that oh, you know. I <laughs> see. Yes, gay. You, I gay. I see you. Um, did so you just ba- out him on the podcast? I did out no, him. Gosh, um, <laughs> my sexuality is my business. So Latter Days is this is this like kind of gay indie film, really mm-hmm. gay. Kinda, film yeah. About um, a isn't. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah, in it. Yeah, Joseph Gay, Gordon Gay-Levitt. Yes. Not actually gay, but gay in <laughs> all kinds of movies. He's in it. As, so basically, this uh, group of Mormon missionaries moves into a you know the cottage-style homes that you see in Southern yeah. California. He mm-hmm. moves into one of the units next to, and other people, uh, missionaries. move The in, elders. The elders, yes. Yeah. Move in next to uh, this gay guy who is... Uh, out and proud. Out and proud. <laughs> I think they would say lascivious. Yes, very lascivious. Yes. This lascivious. exactly how I would have, if a group of if I, when I was eighteen nineteen if a group of Mormon boys moved in next door oh my god it would have been terrible you would be oh, like yeah. gardening in my little shop. tiny underwear that I used to wear then when you were a twink yeah yes. when I was a twink I would have been I would have been so like I'd have been like, is that a chapter the last in your temptation m- of Christ let's do <laughs> it so funny so anyways what ends up happening in the film right is the um one of the Mormons. Uh, 
actually like falls in they fall in love Aww. and it ends up being and, and then you know lascivious gay ends up seeing like oh maybe all of the sex is you know hollow or whatever and i'm just like okay whatever i mean you know again i was in my early 20s it's problematic yeah it was problematic i was in my early 20s um rob from McElhenney from uh, whatever his name is from uh, yeah McElhenney he McElhenney yeah, he, he plays he's uh, one of the elders as well in um, the thing but yeah so where does Pocatello so, so yeah Pocatello <laughs> Idaho comes from that because he says when he finds out uh, something happens where there's a moment between the two of them and um, like he he uh, the missionary gives in a little bit and then he's like you found me out you know blah 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 and, you know we're n- or, or and then he says like you know we're not just some you know pick from pocatello and i was like where the hell is pocatello and then i looked and he's from idaho i think that's the town uh, that he's from mm, okay so good to know that was a very long drawn out yeah story. yes so just uh, a little, uh, back to the snack. horror back to the american <laughs> werewolf um so let's not go to pocatello yeah so landis actually that's some of the regrets he has is that the sex scene was not long enough they edited it down i feel like it was uh, long, that was a right? long, so, long and awkward Dang. yeah he wanted to get an r rating so they they cut down the sex scenes tone them down um there was apparently a part where jack's like unde- he's eating toast or something and like the it comes out of his throat so they cut that out Ooh, that'd be great um and there was mm-hmm. apparently a scene where the werewolf attacks a group of homeless people and test audiences did not respond well to it i feel like didn't didn't they some pe- guys like around the trash can on fire or something was that did I dream that? There might have been more. Or it might have been worse. He edited it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because yeah. the people who like really get it are like the businessy guy couple. in the tube yeah. and then that young yuppie couple. So, you know, it, there's a little bit of wish fulfillment there. Mm-hmm. And I remember the trash can fire, yeah. but I don't think we sh- we they saw it. It wasn't... It's not too much of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was just upsetting for the audiences at the time. Uh, one of my favorite things about this movie is... So sensitive is the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, a lot of wolves and moons. <laughs> moons. He yeah, wanted as many rising. songs with moon in Blue the, moon. Yeah, in the title. Um, was, where was there a list? Is there a soundtrack on here? No. But yeah, there was, um, oh, shoot. Uh, moon Dance by Van Morrison, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Bad Moon Rising. Um, he tried to get, I guess, covers of Blue Moon by Bob Dylan, but that didn't happen. And he also tried to get Cat Stevens' Moon Shadow. Um, but Stevens, it says here, this is like a 15 facts about American Werewolf in London from mentalfloss.com, mm. says that um, according to Landis, Cat Stevens believed werewolves were real. So... He didn't want to anger them. Yeah, he for whatever. And then no Dylan, disrespect. Dylan also declined because of at that time his religious beliefs. Bob Dylan went through like a real weird like born again Christian period. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Cat Stevens. Oh, now Muhammad Yusuf. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Is it Muhammad Yusuf? Is that mm, right? Maybe Yusuf Muhammad. Maybe, but Cat remember. Stevens has a new name. Point is, is oh, that yeah, it was okay. like I love the soundtrack, but I'm just like all these movies are like Moon, Moon something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blue, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> that I just wanted to bring that up, just you know, because I Kitchy. like music and I like a lot of these songs. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, ask. This is fun. I'm gonna ask something that's uh, kind of controversial, beca- and I like to do it with films that are kind of these touchstones, right? Could this be remade? 
We're living in the we're living in the age of reboots and re- and remakes. Could I mean, I think remade? there's a lot of the symbolism of otherness and you know immigrants and things mm-hmm. like that going on right now. So it could be with the context of today's lens, but would it be well received? Yeah. I don't know. Ashley and I were talking a, we, a little bit about that before you came. That yeah, this it's I, I did want to discuss. I'm glad you brought this up because I did want to discuss a little bit. You know you know shit's on fire right now we're yep. kind of seeing a whole new um nazi regime rising here um uh i'm not trying to be like uh what do you want to say facetious no i'm not trying or, to be facetious at all or hyperbolic i mean we're knocking down doors and st- you know kidnapping parents and shipping them play and we have we took some guy and shipped him to a country he'd never even been to didn't even know the language and he died you know because he couldn't get his insulin so it's horrible yeah. ice ice is is we we have to abolish ice because that is just like becoming this like nazi arm of this new admin you know new fascist mm-hmm. administration we're living under so mm-hmm. i find this film to be very um immediate and so we definitely could you know remake it and kind of and, and in that lens of the immigrant experience um you know like when the wolves are like knocking down the door and you know attacking everyone you know in the nazi uniforms i I just felt like that feels very real you know now and they could just put on you know the ice uniform or the military fatigues you know i mean it's it does feel very immediate and very um appropriate you know for now you know, watching, even watching it with you guys the other day, it was just ha- it having that like response of like, this is still, you know, this, yeah. we just, we don't really learn from history. <laughs> you know, we are doomed to repeat it regardless of, yeah. you know, uh, the warnings about it. And, you know, and we don't, we have Jew- a large Jewish population out there fighting this and saying, mm-hmm. you know, because that's been, that's been some of the commentary that you're seeing where it's like, you know, you're um, dismissing the horror of the Jews by, you know, comparing what's going on to the Holocaust. And these people are like, no, we're Jewish. And, and it's we same. see that <laughs> this is exactly the same. Here's we're the list. Right Here's, same path. Yeah. Here, here are the stages of this shit. And we're yeah. not in the first stage, no, we're, we're not. you know? So yeah, I, I think that this is definitely could still speak, you know, and, and mm. we could, you know, it in the wake of like, being a little bit more politically aware, you know, there's definitely some gross women stuff here as you know, happens a oh, lot. Absolutely. In movies, yeah. You know, um, you know, so I, I do think there is some, some gross things. consent stuff in general. Yeah. Yeah. In general. And yeah. Yeah. Problematic with the nurse, like, you know, going home with the patient and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you kind of, you know, there's definitely things that could be explored, you know, and a, a little bit more thought out, but you know, like I said, he wrote this in 1969, cleaned it up and released it in 81. It's like, well, yeah, but it's also like, it came out after the Holocaust, like mm-hmm. kind of wrapped up or, you know, it, 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 it couldn't be done right now. Cause we're still in it. Yeah. It would have to be removed. It needs, it, it needs to be an uh, art of commentary on it after we make it through, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. because right now people just, st- there's still so many people that aren't even seeing what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. They wouldn't get it. Nobody would get it. I mean, you could do us and stuff like that but there's still like, it's not good. That's not getting to the audience that needs to see it. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, they're still too blinded. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that we stop what is happening, you know, sooner <laughs> before we do get to 6 million, um, dead, uh, people of color. <laughs> um, since that seems to be, 
you know, what we're doing this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and have, I mean, again, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, not to get like too like darkly political, but it's just the truth. You know, people who, you know, I read on Facebook, like, you know, oh gosh, you know, tr- this Trump administration and what they're doing. And it's like, this isn't new and it's, it is normal. This is normal. We've been doing this for years and years and years. It's just, we have, you know, there's people that are just very empowered by what's going on and can be proudly racist and proudly, you know, murderous, you know, but these aren't new concepts to America. You know, I think that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've been dropping bombs on other countries with impunity and, you know, we've been in, you know, involved in mixing with other governments and things with like the Japanese internment camps. Yeah. We did it on, on this soil already. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not news. Right. So I just, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's no need to remake this to talk about, you know, the Holocaust of, (laughs) of immigrants from, South, you know, from Mexico and <laughs> yeah. the southern, Hopefully. the southerly regions. But who knows? Yeah. So, On good joke. Great joke. Got us into this depressing conversation. How do we get out of it? <laughs> we glory, fight, fight, glory. fight. Um, yeah, right. Joyful, joyful. Oh, there we go. That's a word. <laughs> I was like, what is um, Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, I think that's what this is still speaking to that, you know, the, you know, the violence and the, um, otherness. So, um, <laughs> we can't get out. Yeah. I was like, is he going back? Is he going back? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, a famed James Bond producer refused to get involved. I'm <laughs> just going to read random facts now. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah. Overall, I think I enjoyed it. I yeah. think that. Yeah. Um, I think that, again, one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this show is because we can have these types of discussions and go a little deeper and talk about symbolism and talk about metaphor and allegory and ways that, you know, our stories can teach our fables and our ways to teach us about other things mm-hmm. and to further examine. Um, the werewolf is becoming one of my, f- uh, it wasn't at all anywhere a monster that I was had any affinity for. And it's becoming one that I'm having a lot of affinity for Mm. because I see the idea. I see the cultural importance. Exactly. Cultural importance. I see the connection. It's a real conduit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To have that, like, again, the darkness inside that is now like, how do you adjust to that reality of now I kill people once a month, you know, three days during the month throughout the, for during, um, the full moon. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I, I totally agree with you there. I've never really sought out werewolf led horror films. Yeah. Um, I've seen this prior to us watching it. I think I was pretty young though and didn't really like, I mean, I wasn't looking at it for all its symbolism and stuff. So I was like, eh, and I didn't super care for it, but I actually really enjoyed it. This watch around. Yeah. 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 I'd seen it before. I mean, it has kind of sort of been remade just to go back to that real quick with an American werewolf in Paris. Um, so there is, you know, which you should watch. It's, it's also kind of fun, silly, you know, movie. It's, it's not, I think as deep as this one is in a way, um, you know, but it's, it's a good time and features like a female werewolf and it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I too, I enjoy it. I remember seeing this for the first time, I was staying with some like mentors I had when I was younger um, and they had 
like a taped version of it off of probably like HBO or something. Mm-hmm. It was unedited. It was the, you know, but it was on like a little tape with like three other movies. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course. Um, My aunt used to do that and send yeah. it to us for Christmas. Like record movies from TV and then send it to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like your aunt. I did that for a while. I would make um, DVDs of, of movies mm-hmm. and then send them home uh, to my sister's kids, you know, like movies that they would be interested in. Yeah. Uh, but I remember watching it for the first time on that and being like, wow, that was really cool. And especially that sequence, you know, when you're like, I was like 12 or 13, 14, maybe. How did they do that? Yeah, it was How very, is very this cool. magic happening? So, uh, anything else to talk about in this movie? I mean, yeah, there's so, I mean, you know, so much to, can be unpacked, you know. It was great. Good. I had fun. Yeah. I'm glad, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. You'd watch it again. Uh, you know, Halloween. Yeah. Put it on in the background. Halloween. 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 Yeah, coming I will, up soon. Yeah, it'll definitely be on on uh, on uh, the screen here for the for, for my the Bark party. of the Moon party. But you won't be here, so you won't see it again. No, I won't. Oh, um, no. So again, You're that's not gonna go see my look. That's why I continue to go on other podcasts. Oh. Joking, everybody. Oh. Ooh, mom <laughs> and, and dad are note, fighting again. <laughs> Good night, listener. <laughs> no, I. What? <laughs> one more thing, real quick, because I did want to bring this up. Uh, we had um, one of our listeners on Facebook, so we had posted a um, a meme because we've been posting like you know werewolf stuff. You know what would happen if a werewolf Brian. landed on the moon? <laughs> yeah, Brian. No, I posted several of the werewolf ones. <laughs> okay. the, the underwerewolf nice, nice. and the unawarewolf. <laughs> And I have another one for the aware wolf who does, who meditates. <laughs> um, the bad dad joke ones are me. Okay, so that's uh, how you can tell, dear yeah. listener, you are a bad dad. But uh, we had a listener, Josh, um, not me, another Josh. Um, I don't want to say his last name because I didn't ask him. Um, but he had posted on on our under that meme that I post about what would happen if you know if a werewolf landed on the moon, would he just stay a werewolf? And so he pointed me to this iflscience.com article: What would happen if a werewolf landed on the moon? Oh and my goodness. <laughs> There's this a whole like conversation um, <laughs> about yeah crypto cryptozoological lore and uh, yeah this issue of yeah what would happen if a werewolf were on the moon so there's all these different I don't know if they're scientists or if it's just people <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, are werewolves real. Well, That's the thing. Is like, well, did we yeah. actually land on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> right, Stanley Kubrick. You were saying there are some hot takes coming there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but there's all these interesting That's conversations. So uh, they only transform on a full moon. Surely it's something to do with the gravitational pull of the moon and the Earth, so it would just stay human. <laughs> mm. uh, if the werewolf is on the moon, then the gravitational influence would be much stronger than difference of full half moon on Earth. Perhaps a super werewolf would be created. Ooh, Which somebody else said, astronaut yes, werewolf. This would be a massive werewolf capable of biting the Earth into two pieces. It's just, it's so entertaining. This That's whole. so funny. Yeah, I really recommend they're specifically transformed by the light of the full moon no in space it's always a full moon on the part of the moon light on the part of the moon light is reflecting off so it should be a werewolf until moved to the dark side of the moon that's what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) they'd have to always be on the lit side of the moon if they wanted to be a werewolf the The earth would become the moon effectively and lycanthropy would work on an earth cycle not a lunar one that's another possibility Mm, i like Uh, that one here's somebody i like this person stuff 
Demet, I don't know, Staff D. Uh, scientifically, the moon is full when its ecliptic longitude is exactly 180 degrees greater than the sun's ecliptic longitude for a theoretical geocentric observer. So the full moon will only happen in relation to a theoretical observer on Earth. Cool. <laughs> So thanks for that. Yeah, exactly. That's, Take that nerd shit to your other podcast. That's I mean, some, some, some <laughs> of these people like you put that much time and energy into thinking. About I love something. you know. I'm here for it though. I'm like, what, what, what I think that's what we do on this show happy. is people who are neuro, <laughs> is people who are neurodiverse mm-hmm. and have a little too much time on her hands and an obsession mm-hmm. with the moon and lycanthropy or the Gilmore Girls. Yes, or the Gilmore Girls, like or, us. <laughs> it's or on brand Pocahontas, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever um anyways i did just want to bring that up because it was fun to get a little listener submitted like hey got someone to say about this i thought that was sweet thanks josh yeah thank you josh and it was not me it was a different josh because i would have said joshua yes you are not a josh you are joshua um anyways uh, uh, one last thing i do want to this is kind of a little bit more on the serious point but i won't read it but i do recommend that you do wolves at the door my brother and i carried our shared past in different directions by lawrence levi uh, on tabletmag.com it's a really cool um sort of essay about um this man's family like living you know growing up jewish and having memories of the holocaust and memories of nazis beating down the door and so the significance of that scene in american werewolf like um how the uh, an american werewolf in london how that affected him as as a kid so it was a really good read i um i just wanted to also throw that out very nice uh because it was it was moving um and so and and wrapped up in this in this horror film yeah so with that said we only have a couple more movies in our werewolf scene our werewolf sequence and then we'll be done lovely with this Um, are you ready to move on or you want to keep it Move I'm ready to on. move on. Okay. I'm ready to move on. We we have some great interviews and stuff coming up. So I'm That's ready. true. We I'm do ready to talk yeah. about different things. Yeah, we do. Uh, but yeah, there's just uh, yeah, a couple more fun, iconic uh, werewolf things to do. And then, cool. we'll, then we'll be moving on. So, all right. Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining us again. My and for pleasure. all of the, your hard work at Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, listener. Mom and dad are fighting again. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 